Hello and welcome to the Tillage Edge with me, Michael Hennessy. This is the weekly podcast for all your tillage news and advice. In this episode, I chat to Jimmy Staples, the project manager of the Enable Conservation Tillage Project in Chagas, about grass weed control in crops this autumn. But first I spoke to Martin Burke, a Chagas advisor in Wicklow, to get his views on weed control in his area. I first asked Martin, should farmers consider pre-emerge herbicide as an option this year? Well, look, Michael, certainly, uh, look, at recently the weather and the ground conditions have been proving very tempting for guys to sow very early this autumn, and especially guys with bigger acreages. However, I suppose with the earlier sowing, we're going to encounter probably higher weed pressure. So growers need to plan their weed control strategy very carefully. Um, just maybe to define what we mean by pre-emergence then. Like we, we're talking about applying the herbicide to the soil before the cereal crop emerges. So the herbicide effectively, it forms a herbicide layer through which the weeds then have to grow. So for these pre-emergence herbicides to work well, we need moisture so that they'll penetrate and stick to the soil. And so that you're effectively, you're creating a seal on the soil surface. And, you know, most of the products on the market, they'll control a wider spectrum of weeds more effectively when we apply them pre-emergence rather than post-emergence. So essentially, to answer your question, yes, I believe farmers should be using a pre-emergence weed control strategy this autumn. Okay. And a very quick one. You mentioned moisture. Is there enough moisture out there at the moment? I would say there's plenty of moisture down in the soil. Okay. It's amazing how how the picture changed within two or three weeks. Uh, Obviously, soils went from being saturated uh, where combines couldn't even travel to suddenly conditions are in great nick. Uh, anyone that's put in some late sown oilseed rape is finding that establishment is actually very good. So there's, it's evidence that there's a nice bit of moisture down in the soil. So, but you know yourself with our weather, things can change very quickly, especially where I am on the East Coast, we can get this easterly wind and, and soil can turn dry very quickly on top. But, uh, but at the moment, I would say conditions are very good to get good pre-M weed control. And as I see, looking at this week's forecasters, there's rain forecast there tonight, again on Thursday. So I think, you know, it's, conditions will be very good for pre-M weed control. Okay. So we might just, in terms of the, the, the pre-emerge, we might just maybe focus a little bit on the broad-leaved weeds control for the moment. So in your area, Martin, around kind of Wicklow, North Wexford kind of direction, um, what are the main broadleaf weed problems um, that, that, that you're finding are, are the ones that you're trying to control? Well, look, uh, I suppose in my area, we have more or less the same broadleaf weeds in general as other parts of the country. But there are then some specific broadleaf weeds that tend to occur in Wexford, uh, North Wexford, Wicklow, and especially around Avoca in Wicklow, and that's namely corn marigold. Um, we also then have, just like other parts of the country, we have a growing population of sulfonylurea resistant chickweed. So I suppose the best strategy to, to tackle these weeds is one uh, of the, you know, is to use one of the pre-emergence products that are currently on the market. Because, you know, uh, if you do have to go post-emergence due to maybe the weather or time pressures and you're still sowing and you don't get a chance to get the, the pre-em on, uh, I would suggest you'd go early post-emergence, okay? Because if not, you'll get a drop-off in performance on some of these broadleaf weeds. And what we don't want to see is we don't want growers deliberately taking the decision to wait and put nothing on pre-em or early post-emergence. And, and it's a, a deliberate decision to wait till late autumn or spring to apply a post-emergence type product only with little or no soil residual activity because 
that's a recipe for disaster. You, it could impact very negatively on the buildup of sulfonylurea resistant weeds becoming a bigger problem into the future. So getting back to the corn marigold, uh, the local issue, I suppose, uh, quite a number of my growers would use a pendimethylin based autumn herbicide pre-em. It's a good option. Okay, I was going to ask you about that because there's, there's a lot of herbicide choice out there. There's a lot of herbicide, uh, I suppose, different product names, never mind um, a lot of different um, active ingredients. And you mentioned pendimental being one of them. Do you have in your region two or three kind of go-to kind of mixes that in terms of pre-emerge that, that, that you go for? Yeah, um, as I say, yeah, you, you, you've mentioned there is quite, I suppose, there's, there's, I think I counted nearly 27 or 28 different products that are available to buy this autumn that are pre-M or early post-M type products. And, but they all revolve around five active ingredients, really. So the first one, as I mentioned, there was pendimethylin, PDM. The other one would be flufenacet, which is in Firebird. Uh, we have prosulfucarb, which is in Defy. We have chlorotoluron, which is in Tower, and then we have diflufenacin, which has been around a long time. But I suppose it all hinges, a lot of the recommendations I would make and the favorite options for growers revolve around those actives and revolve either around maybe just straights, using straights of those actives, but more commonly we combine them together. So we either combine maybe PDM with uh, something like DFF, or we combine flufenacet with DFF. But so getting into to, to particular brands, I suppose, a, a common option that we would see is maybe Defy mixed with DFF or Firebird mixed with DFF or Clortolurin on its own. Uh, so there, it's a case of, I suppose, it's in terms of rating them, it's horses for courses. So what works best in one particular field might not work as well as, the, as another product in a different field. So it boils down to knowing the history of your fields and identifying what are the potential problem weeds for those fields this year, and then choosing obviously then the most appropriate product and rate for that particular field and studying trends on your farm. So, you know, on certain fields, for example, I have one grower who has been using the Defy DFF mix for the last four or five years. But with that mix, he has noticed a gradual buildup of mayweed, for example, on his fields. So this autumn, he has decided to switch back to a Firebird DFF mix because Firebird, when you study the weed spectrum on the susceptibility charts, is a better product for mayweed. So it's about just having a strategy and, and studying history and, and, and you know, coming up with an overall approach then for, for each autumn, uh, rather than just this blanket approach to the whole farm. I think growers do need to customize, have customized options for certain fields. And I'm sure maybe Jimmy might refer to this later when we get into the whole area of discussion on grass weed challenges. I think that's an excellent point, uh, Martin, just in terms of um, rotating the actives that you're using on your farms is very important. And when we think about that, um, there, there are obviously a number of weeds, or maybe or maybe there's not, but there, there potentially are a number of weeds that could escape from a pre-emerge that you put on. Um, how do you tend to try and control those afterwards? Yeah, because look, at I, I don't think now it's possible. It's probably very rare now that you don't have to come back to do a, a we'll call it a tidy up in the spring from the initial autumn herbicide. And, you know, um, if you have done a good pre-M or early post-M job, you shouldn't have to go back till the, till the spring anyway, uh, sometime in February, early March. But there's always one or two that tend to escape. OK, so the products that are on offer there, you know, for example, volunteer beans could be something you're after. And a product like Zypar will do an excellent job tidying up volunteer beans and some of the other broadleaf weeds, such as cleavers, poppies, uh, if it's a crop of wheat. 
Broadway Star is a very useful product. You know, it, it'll it'll actually tackle one of these, I call them dirty broadleaf weeds like groundsel. So not necessarily a competitive weed, but farmers don't like to see it. And it's becoming more and more of an issue uh, where you see it in crops emerging in spring. So Broadway Star is a very good active there for controlling that. It'll also do your wild oats and grass weeds, obviously excluding meadow grass. Another wheat only option would be Pacifica Plus. Uh, the risk here, though, is this is an active with three sulfonylureas in it. So we have to be very, very careful. It follows an autumn-based herbicide, such as one of the five actives I mentioned earlier in the pre-M or early post-M option. Relying on a product like a Pacifica Plus type product, even though it's an excellent product, it, it would need a partner product with it because, as, as we know, it's one of these ALS inhibitor products. So just to explain that, uh, you know, these herbicides, they inhibit these enzymes, this enzyme called acetolactate synthase. Uh, the, that's how they work. They inhibit the production of that enzyme. So we'd have to pick a product like Galaxy or Zypar, uh, you know, one of these products that are non-ALS type to mix with the ALS acting herbicides. So I suppose be careful. We don't want to rely on ALS type chemistry only in the spring and it would be a recipe for disaster if if growers were relying on, on on these ALS inhibitors such as Pacifica Plus if they didn't have an autumn herbicide in there you know so it's 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 been clever you have to yeah box clever. So it's not it's, it's not a simple simply as well Martin a case of uh, going out every year and doing what it did last year it's a bit more it's a bit more nuanced than that and I suppose the range of products that are there allow us to um you know, choose more wisely and make sure, as you say, the resistance for those broadleaf weeds don't arise. Exactly, Michael. Martin, that's great. Thanks very much for that. Um, lots of good advice there on broadleaf weed control. And now I want to go across to Jimmy Staples to talk about grass weed control. So Jimmy, we heard a good bit about Martin uh, talking about the broadleaf weeds, but I just want to switch a little bit towards the grass weeds of which are an issue out on farms as well. What are the main grass weeds that farmers should be most concerned about? Blackgrass and, and polysterile brome would be the main autumn germinating grass weeds that you would be concerned with. But you'd also have, you know, ryegrass and annual meadowgrass can cause uh, problems at this time of the year as well. People in the past probably would have uh, talked about annual meadowgrass and um, it's, it's difficult to, to, to control there. So um, in the past, certainly in wet autumns, they would have found that quite difficult to control. We might just start there. And you might just maybe give us an idea about um, the best type of, of control for any metagross. Yeah, well, you, you have a number of options, I suppose. I'd be, I'd be in the same boat as Martin. I would be going with the pre-emerge. Um, I think it's your best option, but you have a number of options. And again, it comes back to, you know, what else is maybe, what other, if there's, if there's other grass weeds that you might be concerned with, or if you have particular broadleaf weed issues. So you have those, you have your, your flufenicate-based products, which might be your firebird, will give you a good control of annual metagrass. Defy, which prosulfocar will also give you options. Um, your pendometalin-based products are also good on metagrass and your your tower will, will give you control of metagrass as well but i suppose maybe with metagrass pre-m is probably the best option but if, if you're not going pre-m and you decide to go post-emerge you know timing is everything you really need to be hitting them early um before they get into tillering stage once they get into once annual metagrass gets to tillering stage it can it will reduce the efficacy of the herbicide you're using on it so getting them early pre-emerge would be my would be my i think is the best option i suppose it's worth pointing out um, at this stage that a lot of the herbicides we're talking about uh, do um 
or control a number of um, broadleaf weeds as well as some of the grass weeds as well. So it's, it's probably worth, worth, worth mentioning that on the way by. So you mentioned some of the other uh, weeds there um, earlier, um, sterile brome and black grass. You might just go back to sterile brome for a minute and maybe talk about that. Is there, um, you know, what's the best method for controlling that, this? And maybe you might start maybe one or two cultural bits because that's, uh, I personally, I think that's, that's quite important, but you might throw out a few, a few there as well. Yeah, so I suppose integrate pest management should be should be obviously the first thing that that anybody refers to when they're looking at putting a control stra strategy together for for your weeds. So, but you know, uh, when we talk about when we talk about uh, using uh, cultural controls, we need to, I suppose you need to talk about what what is the weed. Uh, you know, I need to be able to identify. You need to know about its biology. So when does it germinate? You know, what what are the what are the weaknesses in that weed? So if we talk about sterile brome. One of the key things is that it germinates from, it'll start to germinate from maybe from mid August. And, and once you get into middle of October, the germination pattern will start to drop off. So really, you know, late zone is something that a lot of people should be looking at, you know, uh, if they have a particular sterile bone problem. Stale seabeds are also a good, uh, a good option to use when you're coming out, uh, coming out with the, the harvest. But again, that comes back to knowing to be sure it is sterile brome or grape brome that you're, that you are uh, trying to control as uh, so if you're looking at sterile brome you need to get in and, and till uh, as soon as possible after the straw is cleared because if you leave it on on the surface it'll tend to go dormant so it needs to be moved into moved into the soil profile so that it, it'll germinate um rotation and maybe if we maybe then jimmy if we look maybe at the a few of the various different crops um winter barley maybe winter wheat and winter oats and what's the control herbicide control me methods if we've all the other ipm uh elements in place yeah absolutely yeah so um uh, i suppose again pre-emerge is going to be your best option um flufenicate um, is going to be probably the, the main um active that you're going to use when you're looking at sterile bone control so using the likes of firebird or, or some of those other um some of those other generics um use them where possible and, and where farmers are confident that they're, they're happy to do it I, I would tend to uh, go at a higher rate looking at maybe 240 grams of of flufenicate uh, for brown control, especially where you have a high population. It can be hard on crops, so you sort of leave that up to, to the farmer and to the agronomist to, to make that call. Um, well, sorry, Jimmy, just to clear and clarify, 240 grams of active fluf, active ingredient flufenicate per hectare? Yeah, apologies. So in terms of wheat then, where do you think uh, sterile brome is, or how do you best control sterile brome and wheat? Yeah, again, for in the winter wheat, I would go with probably a, a flufenicate and a PDM mix uh, pre-emerge. And then you have the option, then you can go uh, autumn post-emerge, depending on, on, on the level of brome that's there. You can use uh, you can use firebird again, or you might use Alistair Flex in the autumn. And I suppose the great thing in winter wheat is you also have the, the spring herbicide options as well, whether it be Pacifica Plus or, or Broadway Star. So would it generally take in wheat a number of goals at it, or should one herbicide application be sufficient? No, I, I would, in my experience, looking at the Focus Farms and the ECT project, what we've seen last year, we, where we had very good, uh, where we actually got on some some pre-emerge, uh, a good rate of, uh, we actually used Vigon pre-emerge on winter wheat in 2019. And we, we did some counts and, and we watched it all through the season. It looked like we got very good control. But when we went back out to do our counts in the springtime, we found that we had missed some, that Brome had started to emerge in the springtime as well. So I would say you, you want to get out and walk your crop and, and so you know what's actually going on. But in, in my experience, you're probably going to need to follow up in the springtime, especially where you have high populations. And and brome and oats, do they go together? Brome and oats. Um, 
Yeah, oats is, is quite a good competitor, but I, I, I wouldn't mind oats where you're coming out of winter wheat or something like that, where, you, where you've been able to control it in the previous crop. But what I wouldn't like to see is where you might have winter barley followed by winter oats. You have two years where you have limited control of brome. Uh, and I think that can, can cause problems in the following crop afterwards. Jimmy, we might just finish off on this and finish off on it on, I, I suppose, maybe have a quick chat about the dreaded black grass, of which is now becoming more and more of a problem around uh, the country. And it's, I suppose, in most counties and maybe especially in the Northeast at the moment. Um, what would be, or people would probably ask us, what's the best herbicide plan for to, to control my black grass? Yeah, I think it's sort of, it's the wrong question to be asked and you really need to be looking at at your integrated pest management and using all those culture control options that you have because unfortunately as we know black grass tends to be resistant either to to most of the herbicides that are out there um, without actually having a herbicide resistant test done on the population of black grass that you have on your farm you couldn't be you couldn't really prescribe uh, a herbicide plan and be sure it's going to work so i would err on the side of caution when it comes to herbicide for control of a black grass and look at all your integrated pest management tools so jimmy just on the black grass to to, to reduce the population or to make sure that, that there isn't a spread of seed from from a given crop what level of control should we expect and in the same breath for the herbicides that we have here in ireland what level of control would we expect from um her, the, the existing herbicides we have against black grass I suppose it, it, maybe it's a difficult question to, to answer from a herbicide point of view because without actually knowing what's resistant to, it's very hard to make a call on on, on the level of control you're going to get. If you, if you look to experience in the UK, you know, they're, they're, used, they're stacking herbicides, so they're probably using pendimetal and clufenicate. They're using Abilex and they could be using a follow-up sulfonylurea in the, in the springtime in a, in a winter wheat situation. And, all you know, the... the they're getting some control, but they're not getting, it's hard to put a figure on it, but I suppose they're using all their integrated pest management strategies first. And with that top of the herbicide, it might be getting close to maybe 80 or 90% control, but it's a, it's a huge cost, that level of herbicide. You know, they're looking at maybe using 150, 160 euro a hectare on herbicide for, you know, so it's, it's a massive cost. For, for limited control. So arguably, arguably, you'd probably want a 90, I think they say something like 97 or 98% control of the existing population so that the seeds being returned are less than what was there in the first place. So what you're telling me is the, um, the control that you would typically see from, her, from herbicides with black grass is probably 80% or way, way less if you have resistance. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you need 97 to 98% control year on year. It's not a simple one year as, as getting control in one year. You need that year on year for a number of years, like preventing seed return. So crop destruct or rogan is, it'd be because you can, you can get 100% uh, control with those options. They're the only guaranteed options you have really for, for reducing your, your populations. So, Jimmy, are we back then to saying to, to, to growers who potentially have a confirmed black grass populations in their fields that, um, look, it's a, it's, it's a bit of a fool's game. If you think you're going to control them with herbicides, your the, the level of control is not good enough. And are we saying that those fields should probably be taken out of, of uh, production? Yeah in terms of tillage and brought, brought back into maybe grass. Yeah, absolutely. Where, where you have a high population, um, I would be I would be advising going into putting it into grassland for four to five years, but you're also looking at managing that grassland to prevent seed return 
as well within that within that lay because if you just allow it to go for silage or hay black grass will start to germ will start to head out in in april time and, and come come the end of may start of june you have viable seed so it's it's more than just laying it down to grass you need to manage that grass in, in a suitable manner as well okay jimmy thank you very much there's a whole heap of um uh, different management strategies depending on the grass weed that you have um, but growers want to be relatively knowledgeable not just about the weeds that they have in the field but also about the strategies that you need to put in place to make sure they're controlled or not be controlled as we were discussing there about black grass jimmy thank you very much no problem thanks michael and that's it for the tillage edge this week my thanks to jimmy and martin for joining me on the podcast don't forget to rate review and subscribe on apple podcast or spotify so you never miss an episode And for more farming information, go to chagas.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with more tillage news and advice.